You're listening to Fox on the Wire Podcast. But I tried. Lord knows how hard I tried. Oh, I tried. I'm telling you I tried. the sidelines frustrated and intrigued you could give me the sweetness that i need imagination temptation my sweet damnation i touch that lingers but i try no one knows how hard i try Okay, welcome everybody to 2020. It is January the 1st at about 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I have a very special guest today. Uh, her name is Leon. Hi, how are you going? Good, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. No worries, I've been looking forward to this. Uh, why don't we start with um, what's happening this weekend, being your first solo show. Ooh, yes, it is um, very, very exciting. It's my first headliner show that I'll be doing in Melbourne. I've been spending the past couple of months doing a lot of support gigs here and there and um, in a duo setting. So my songs are quite produced and um, they're big tunes. And I'm still working on putting together a band. And I thought that I would start my first headliner gig and play it with my producer who actually, obviously he produced my music and I also wrote a lot of the songs with him so it's just going to be me and him on piano and it's going to be very scaled back and intimate and um, yeah I'm very very excited and I have two of my yeah yeah no that's great and two of my um, I I call them my brother and sister in music because we do a lot of stuff on the scene together Sky is a phenomenal um, singer and songwriter who will be supporting and May White is the second one. And we all sort of do backing vocals for each other at each other's gigs. So it's great to sort of have it as a family affair. My first oh, cool. show. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Very nice. So that's uh, this coming Saturday, is it? January the 4th? Yes, that's correct. At uh, Open Studio um, 204 High Street in Northgate. Correct. <laughs> and uh, kicking off at 5 30. Um, and it runs till about 7.30, is that right? Yes, I believe so, you're right. <laughs> yeah, and uh, $10 entry, and so you've basically uh, just released your first single recently? Yep, my first uh, single. Well, yeah. Cool, and it's, it's a great tune too. Well, thank you, thank you very much. I'm very, very proud of it. Um, it's It's been a long time coming. I've been writing for a long time, 
and I spent probably the last year and a half writing, arranging and recording these songs with my producer Lee and um, this is probably, I love all the tunes, you know, they're all sort of my babies <laughs> yep. but this has a special place in my heart and I know for a fact it's not like, I don't know, we're all, all musos, all artists, we're doing this for different reasons, you know, and uh, we all have different goals and dreams in mind and I'm fully aware that this song is probably not like the hooky mainstream thing that will be played on the radio but because, um, you know, it ha I love it so much and it was my first ever song to put out there in the world and I figured this got to be the one. And, yeah, release it in September last year, I can say now. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I can hear it on the radio, though. It's pretty, pretty, uh, it is a catchy tune and it sounds great. Like it was really well produced and really well written. So I can definitely hear it on the radio for sure. Oh, well, hopefully one day, Triple J, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll You're tuning in, Triple J, get it on there. <laughs> yeah, please. Please. <laughs> please. Uh, so that was produced by Lee Bradshaw, who you said was. Uh, going to be playing piano with you um, this weekend at Open Studio. Correct. Yes. Does he have his own studio, Lee? Or he does he works in a studio in Burwood called uh, Bradshaw Music Productions? Mm -hmm. And uh, I actually met him through. Um, I got offered a backing vocal thing very last minute because they needed um, her. This is a, a also a local artist called Luca Franco. She's a phenomenal soul singer. Does sort of like the Motown soul in a modern pop esque way, but very very true to the Motown and soul sound. And yeah. Lee produced her album too. And um, she needed a backing vocalist with like three days' notice because the other one she had fallen sick or double booked or something. So I. Yeah. Um, I jumped in uh, quite quickly and uh, that's where I met Lee and he said, you know, I like the sounds you're making. I would love to meet you and hear, you know, your songs. And cool. we met and that was like two, two and a half years ago now, I think. Yep. And uh, mm, no, it's been a, it's been a great process because I don't know you're, you're a muso yourself, so you'd know that, you know, finding people to make music with and write with is, is very hard. It's like finding a life partner or like a psychiatrist. You've got to find someone that you can and you know that understands your vision and what you're trying to say because also I'm not I'm not a very good instrumentalist you know if mm. I do like the basic chords on piano or guitar uh, or I you know put it in logic something basic like a drum beat that I hear in my head and then I took it to Lee and um, you know with a, a couple of chords he sort of got the gist and it's all it was almost like a psychic ability that he had that's what I feel at least and he managed to you know, fill in the, the blanks and yep. we made some really, really beautiful music together. I'm so excited to share the rest of it this year. Mm. He sounds like one of those awesomely talented guys that can probably play any instrument and, yeah, he's handy to have in your corner, so that's good. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm very, very happy to know him and he's become a great friend of mine as well. Yeah, good. So that song that we played at the start of the podcast before we started chatting, uh, Alik, that's your first single. Is that is that going to be on an EP or your first album or anything? Have you got any plans? Yes, it will. So I am currently um, in the planning of – release planning, I should say, and uh, I, uh, I am planning to probably drop another single before I drop yep. the – 
the it's going to be a double EP that I'm dropping because I started out making an album, funnily enough, and realised as we went along and arranged the tunes and they sort of hit their final form that um, there was sort of, even though it's all very cohesive and works together, there was sort of two camps. There was right. one part that was a bit, you know, like a leak, a bit, you know, that neo-soul, jazzy, electronic bits and pieces vibe, and then the other half had that same vibe but also more towards the Motown soul and hooky pop type of stuff and I felt you know wouldn't it be cool to do like a part one part two in terms of like looking forward looking back and oh, yeah. um yeah and I, I I found I thought that was an interesting concept and something that I probably haven't seen done and um also it's probably quite gutsy to just like here you go here's an album the first thing I do after yeah, yeah. you know releasing my single so you know Staying humble, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. So, I mean, without giving too much away, obviously, but would you release the two EPs together or you'd release one at one point and then wait a few months and release the second? Is that the plan or? The plan is still planning. Yeah, exactly. The plan is still planned. But um, what I've been talking about, what I've been thinking is probably that I'll – I'll um, release them close together, if not at the yep. same time. Yeah, yep. because they very, they very much are like made together and recorded in the same time. So I don't want to separate them too much. Yeah. Um, I don't want to split the family up. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. So mm. now um, you've done a lot of backup singing in your time. I have, yes. So I moved um, to Australia. Permanently, I should say, because I was here for working holiday for a year and a half, and then um, went back home and did some studying. I studied music for for two two years. And when I came back to Australia in 2014, I was sort of ready to go. You know, I've been studying and you know writing and done a lot of stuff, and I just want to get on the scene, do some networking. And um, um, this band called Echo Drama got in touch with me, and they were looking for a new um, lead singer and um, wanted me to audition because I'd put, you know, word out on all the forums that, you know, I'm not sure if you heard about Melband. It's like a yeah. old school forum, yeah, and they found me there somehow and um, um, I listened to their stuff and their singer that well, she was going to go solo, her name is Tando, mm. and I absolutely fell in love with her stuff and her voice from the get-go. So I sort of started following her on socials and eventually – she posted one day that she was looking for a backing vocalist. And I was like, me, 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 pick me. <laughs> My fangirling moment. And, uh, yeah, that was, yeah, that was probably two years ago. And I've been singing backing vocals for her ever since. And it's been, it's been such an amazing journey because I, that has allowed me, you know, she's been taking the band all over Australia. We played, you know, last year we played some major festivals like Royal Madelaide and um, Blues Fest, which was absolutely crazy. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so, so grateful to her for a lot of things. And she sort of egged me on to, you know, do my own stuff and not be afraid, you know, grab, grab both balls and just go for it. <laughs> and very, very fortunate, um, yeah, cool. to be making sounds with her. So you've been singing back up for quite a few years? Uh, in Sweden, not so much. Uh, Melbourne, absolutely. So I do yeah. backing vocals for quite a couple of acts. Maywa that I mentioned before, that's joining me on my gig on Saturday. And she does this sort of folk, solely type of beautiful 
um, music. Um, I do BBS for her on her band shows, and oh. uh, recently on Sky, uh, who is uh, the other guy joining me on Saturday, which is yeah, it's wholesome. It's sort of like a very close knit community. I'm sure you know, you know, Melbourne, mm-hmm. Melbourne, you so community. Yep. We all sort of know each other, and you meet anyone. We go out and about, and we're everywhere. <laughs> So, um, no, it's been great. Being a backing vocalist is very um, underrated, I want to say, because a lot of people yeah. feel, well, you, do, you know, you're just, um, you're just some glitter in the, in the corner there. But, you know, it's also a very, very good way of, of becoming a better listener and a better musician and singer yourself because you are an instrument, like being yeah. a vocalist instrument and you have to find your space and gelling with you know two or three or however many backing vocals there may be gelling with those people and also finding your space with the lead vocalist um it is it is i've grown immensely being a backing vocalist and just become a better listener yeah there was a good documentary on backup vocalists that i watched a few years ago and i can't remember what it was called you might you've probably seen it too what was it 20 feet from stardom yes yeah was yeah. that yeah it's amazing that, yeah that was a really good doco and um uh they talked about the backing vocalist that was in that rolling stone song yes uh, yeah. Uh, Lisa yeah. Fisher. yeah i think oh yeah yep and they basically called her down to the studio in the middle of the night uh, i think she was in her yeah. mary clayton yeah, yeah. right yeah no, that was really great. Actually, I'll have to watch that again because I've yeah, uh, forgotten a lot of it. Yeah, yeah they talk like about the importance of a backup vocalist and um, it shouldn't be underrated sort of thing. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. So while you've uh, been doing your backup vocals for everyone else, you've been plugging away in the background, writing your own stuff with these big plans of doing your own thing. Or did it sort yeah. of just come about with more encouragement from from the artists that you've been working with? Um, I think, you know, I've been always always been writing and I think um, there's sort of like a crippling self-doubt and imposter syndrome that hits a lot of us musicians. And, um, yeah, I don't know, yeah, I've been, I've been dealing with a lot of self, um, you know, putting myself down, like, you're not good enough, you're not a songwriter, da-da-da-da-da. And uh, hiding, you know, the songs in my bedroom. So when I met Lee um, two years ago, he was my producer. It was sort of a wake-up call. And, you know, I think also the only way to get better and and knowing what you can work on and also what is good and what isn't is not to only listen to yourself but to other people think. And, yeah, um, yeah that's what I started doing. And I stopped being afraid sort of of, of um, um, showing my stuff instead of hiding them all. You know what? Let me, yeah, I've wrote this new song. What do you think about this? And, um, yeah, so I wrote, it, it all happened quite quickly from when I met Lee. We just sort of started, uh, we had the first writing session and then, you know, a couple of months later we had we had the songs for the, for the double EP or the album that we were playing then. And, um, you know, arranging and recording started. And then um, the creative process was, amazing you know that's the fun part of it all and the next step that i'm currently in now is obviously putting on the business hat and you know okay social media marketing promotion do i need a manager should i get a booking agent it's all these things and um i'm 
Tando, for instance, she was self-managed for a really long time. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to give that a go <laughs> and see how I go and probably work on building, building, you know, my socials and finding out the people that actually want to hear my music that are going to be, you know, those fans that are going to appreciate it. Because the aim when you make music is not like, oh, it will be amazing, you know, to be the next Beyonce or whatever. <laughs> but as an independent musician unsigned currently, um, I just want the music to be heard, you know. I've spent mm. a, a lot of energy and, and uh, you know, it's a very, very personal thing, I reckon, for a lot of people when they write, it's sort of like, okay, well, here's my diary entries out there in the world. I'm going to put them out and you can just poke at them and um, pick them apart and say if you hate it or you love it, you know. And um, mm. it's a very scary process, but I think that the music needs to be heard. That's what we do it for. Uh, there's no at point. At the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, there's no point I mean, in you, it away. <laughs> <laughs> you write the song in that moment because it sort of helps you get something out that you need to get out, but then by the time you've got around to recording it, mixing it, mastering it, and really polishing it up, you want people to hear it. So yeah. if it gets to that and point, then... But, um, yeah, it's good that you had Lee sort of recognise that in you and sort of encourage you to bring it out more and, and help you bring it out. So hat tip to Lee. Well done. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. 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 Um, so you uh, grew up in Sweden? I did, yeah. I lived in Sweden oh. for the first um, 19, 20 years of my life, yeah. So you were born in Sweden, obviously? Born in Sweden, yeah. Awesome. What was that like growing up in Sweden? Music aside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, music aside, you know, yeah, Sweden is a, a is a lovely country. Um, every country has its issues, and I mean, the the further we go in the political climate and stuff, I'm not even go, gonna go into that. But yeah, no, no Sweden, beautiful country. It's very cold, very cold. I've never really felt at home in that in that climate, in the actual weather climate. Um, yeah, you know, I have a big family, a lot of brothers and sisters, and cousins, and. Um, I've been lucky to have a family that's very supportive of me making music. And I've never been in that sort of, you hear about people, you know, oh, no, I want you to become a doctor or I want you to do this. It's, I've been very, very lucky to sort of, you know, you should follow your dreams. Obviously be reasonable and make sure that you can pay your rent and your bills, yep. but you, you do what makes you happy, not what makes you rich. Yeah. Yep. Well, and, hopefully uh, one day it'll do both for you. <laughs> well, it's, <laughs> happy it's and rich. Yeah, that's the aim, I guess. In any way, in many, yeah. many ways. Yeah. Um, it's um, it's been hard. It's hard being away from them. You know, I've lived in Australia for uh, probably oh, what is it now, like five, six years altogether. I did go home in between, um, but um, it's very hard. It doesn't get easier. It just gets harder, actually, especially around Christmas. You know, you're away because I have a very big family, and my partner, he's um, he's got a a smaller family, or they have a very sort of uh, quiet and quaint British Christmas and, um, you know, Christmas and the big family or uh, holidays and my place is sort of people shouting over each other. And <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> so it's been quite a change, but um, no, it's great. You know, with Skype and with the internet and social media, they're not as far away as they were, you know, would have been yeah. hundred years ago. <laughs> yeah. So um, in Sweden, um, I don't know much about the music scene over there. I know they push out a lot of good metal 
heavy metal bands. Um, Rock and so metal. Is, that, is that just a given if you grow up in Sweden that you're just into metal or is that? <laughs> I wouldn't say so, no. <laughs> it's, um, it's when you think about it, I try to think like what shaped my, you know, my what I what kind of music I was into because um, my dad he listened to a lot of rock like I remember growing up it was Alanis Morissette and Bruce Springsteen and Matchbook yep. 20 and even Nickelback he'll kill me when he finds out that I said oh, that but yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and uh, that's awesome but uh, on my sister's side she she's a dancer my sister's a dancer and mm-hmm. um, hip-hop Almost. So I grew up listening to a lot of hip-hop and soul and rap and I think that sort of helped shape. And then somewhere along the way I found like the old school soul, like the Motown stuff, like Aretha Franklin and Stevie Wonder, which is, you know, very, very dear to me. Yeah, some yep. amazing vocalists and just lovely, great, great music. Uh, but metal, I've never really, um, <laughs> you know, I can appreciate I can appreciate that genre. I'm not one of those people like, oh, I hate this, I hate this. You know, every every style of music, um, there is a different thing to learn and overcome and, like, master. So, you know, yep. metal is huge. There's a lot of festivals for, you know, metal festivals. And every time I meet, you know, some other uh, muso that I, like, recently meet on the scene and they, they would be like, oh, Sweden, they're known for their metal. Have you heard of all these bands? And there's all these yep. sort of death of uh, blah, 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 like all these names that I've never heard of. But, um, yeah. <laughs> That's funny because I've just sort of um, – I, I grew up on a lot of that um, stuff in high school. Um, yeah. You know, when I was playing more electric guitar and obviously that uh, guitar-driven metal riffy sort of stuff was um, what I was into. But, um, yeah, just recently I've actually started listening to a lot of those bands again, um, cool. mainly because I've sort of set up a bit of a gym in my garage and, of course yeah. – you know, you go for the the heavier stuff when you're when you're in there. So I've gone back to a lot of like, in yeah, in flames and those sort of bands that. Um, so I've rediscovered all that again, which is great. Um, and I've started picking Good up the stuff. electric guitar again, actually. So nice. Yeah. So, um, so what brought you to? Were you visiting Australia when you first came here, and then you know you liked it so much you. Went back home and then you wanted to come back again and stay for a bit longer? Um, no, it's quite a funny story. I uh, I just moved out of home and um, um, I lost my job quite, you know, out of nowhere. And um, I needed a job. I was desperate and I think I'd spent like three, three months looking for jobs, applying for like 400 jobs and the economy was really bad. This was back in 2010 in Sweden. Yep. And, um, yeah, it was just nothing, no jobs. And, um, I posted on Facebook, <laughs> I'm desperate. I'll do anything. I need a job except for, um, you know, telemarketing or cleaning. Cause that's not for me. Yeah. And literally 30 seconds after I make that post, my old vocal coach from high school, she writes to me and she says she has an old colleague that lives in, in Australia and she is Swedish, but she's got two kids and she's looking for a nanny and she needs someone soon. And she's actually in Sweden right now for the next 24 hours and then she goes back and uh, I met with her and you know I think a month later I was in Australia and uh, (laughs) I had no real um I never ever thought that I'd be going to Australia it's very it's very far away and like probably the only uh, what I knew about Australia would be you know watching a cartoon I don't know if you what is it called little rescuers 
like the two mice that helps children, and they go oh. to Australia. And that was like the about Australia from as a kid. That was actually my favorite movie. Oh. <laughs> and um, here I was in a new country, and um, you know, um, I wouldn't say that I was. Well, I was a spoiled child. I was very, you know, cold looked after. I was the youngest on, on my mother's side and the oldest on my father's side. I was my first, my father's first child, and um, you know, coddled and very spoiled. Not that I was, you know, snooty and thought I was better than everyone else. And yeah. I was, but I was very sort of oh shit, okay, I'm on my own. I, you know, in a new country, I know no one. Just had to get out there and. Uh, it was a great experience for someone like mm. me because I grew a lot. I learned a lot about myself. Um, it was really hard in the beginning, though, because there was literally a month from when I got the offer to I was here. and yeah. um, But it changed my life. You know, I'm here I am living, and um, it is I, – I think it didn't take long. I felt more at home in Australia than I ever did in Sweden, uh, which sounds weird because, I don't know, I'm not very stereotypical – Swedish <laughs> Swedish people are quite private people and like to keep to themselves and you know quiet and uh, I don't feel like I'm that <laughs> so maybe that's I felt so at home talking to a stranger every day in Australia you know people are so open and happy and, and welcoming mm. and yeah the music scene especially in Melbourne like it's so huge and great and that yeah. was also quite refreshing to see and there was music everywhere there's always something going on you know you'd never yeah. struggle trying to find something to do and um yeah i mean that's sort of why i was looking forward to talking to you today because um i guess most of the people that i've been talking to on the podcast um are people i know you know uh or at least have played with you know once or twice before but i eventually want to you know branch out and obviously talk to people like yourself that i know nothing about um because yeah. yeah melbourne a lot of people know each other but there are a lot of people you don't know so that's kind of why yeah i was looking forward to having a chat with you and learning a bit more and the fact that you're from sweden even more so so and a different style of music as well yeah um, yeah yeah but I, you start, uh, touched on the old motown influences i definitely heard some of that in this yeah. first single of yours which is a good thing, obviously, because uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of that, all that stuff. It's so much, so much great music in there, and you you still hear it in a lot of uh, songs today, don't you? Like the influence of those songs and those artists, it's just yeah, everlasting. I think it, you can't go wrong. Like it's, I, and I also think because soul is huge on the Melbourne scene as well. Obviously, there's every kind of musician and genre going on in the scene but um soul music i think we have like a there's a particular place in melbourne's heart for like there's always a soul night you know solo go-go or cherry bar soul night i don't know if you've ever been which is like a rock rock bar and they would just yeah. take yeah which is but i mean it all goes hand in hand i mean rock yeah. soul came from you know rock was born out of the soul music and mm. um yeah, no, you can't go wrong because you you know you hear it out you hear it out in the bars or whatever people are nodding their heads and moving around it's just grooving the groove is just great. Yeah, I mean, and you know, like rock soul is a good live uh, genre oh. to go and see. So definitely. Yeah, um, now obviously you've got a amazing singing voice. Did you just wake up one day and discovered 
you had it or did you um, is it something you wanted to work on and aim towards and you had to develop and really work hard at? Um, I think it's very funny because you hear that since, oh, no, she was born with a talent, you know, she was made to sing. I don't think that that's ever true. I think that that's sort no, of a market. You still got to work you can have, it. Like with anything, I mean, riding a bike, driving, uh, cooking, I mean, anything. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a learning experience. I, 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 I know that my parents, I was one of those kids that never shut up. I would always, like, hum or sing or do something, you know, and um, my parents – saw that and recognized it and they said you know well, maybe we should do something with this and i started taking singing lessons from when i was maybe 10 or 11 and um it was uh, it was an interesting experience because my parents don't like i really admire you know they don't do anything half-assed uh and um i went to like a pretty like prominent uh, singing vocal coach the first couple of months and he had trained, you know, we have this really famous Swedish act called Karola and she was like in all the Eurovision, like from a, she was a child prodigy. And so I went to see this guy and um, yeah, it was an interesting experience. I felt I learned a lot in those short months, but then um, I wanted something different. So I actually did classical training for probably a year or two yeah. at the same, which is very, very underrated. Like I think a lot of yeah. – um, Pop musos would be like, oh, classical, that's, you know, a little bit uppity. But it's so, so helpful for someone that is doing music that I'm doing, the soul music, just the stamina and the way to use you, you know, your whole voice box and your, you know, your package yeah. <laughs> uh, to the fullest. You're absolutely using your voice as the to help you make the sounds. And um, now I'm super grateful that I got the opportunity to do some classical training and then um, – I studied in Sweden. We have the first um, the first nine years of school is after nine years you have to apply for the la this last three years of high school, and you can choose what you want to you know emphasize on. So if you want economy or you know I don't know not, maybe not so much marketing, but you know social studies or music. So I chose to do music, and this was particularly focused on soul music. So. We spent like probably like 20 years a week um, doing music, which was really, really great, trying to find mm. find your sound. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And um, uh, never stopped singing since. <laughs> so when did you start? Were you pretty young? Oh, high school, was it, you said? So singing from 11, 11 years old, yeah. 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 Mm. That's a good thing of. Speaking to another guest about that, um, I think she started when she was really young and yeah. that's sort of one of my regret, regrets now looking back that I didn't start till I was in my 20s and I started totally wrong too. So, um, What's wrong? <laughs> uh, well, not knowing how to and I started in a rehearsal room with a re really loud band um, wow. just trying to scream, not screaming properly and all that sort of thing. So... There are a lot of bad habits to uh, try and walk back on and it took years yeah. and it's still, but uh, yeah, looking back, I wish I had a started, you know, when I was early because it does take a long time to really develop your voice and uh, learn how to use it properly. So, And even finding, you know, what is your voice, like where yeah. do I sit? and where do I enjoy sitting you know I I did um 
I have been singing soul for a really, really long time and um, as a muso, <laughs> trying to do this thing, you know, full-time I do do a lot of corporate gigs and weddings mm. and stuff. And that's when I get the chance to do all these, like, sort of soul music. But you, you've, um, you find that you never also never finish. Like, you're never like, okay, done, this is me now. I will never have to do anything again or learn or, or do voice lessons or whatever, but it's... It's like an ever-evolving thing, like listening to yourself playing an instrument or singing like years and years back and hearing it now. Like even now I can feel like from six months ago I'm sounding different because also that's when I started performing my music and I found a way, you know, you just find what it is that's where you sit best yeah. and your own sound and um, that's an ever-evolving thing. Yeah, you're always looking to be better and... Exactly. Uh, so are you a big believer in warming up your voice before gigs and recording and all that sort of stuff, even just rehearsing? Um, it's very important. Uh, yeah. re rehearsals, I have to admit, no, I don't warm up. <laughs> uh, if I'm doing a big gig, you know, four or five hours, I have to. I, yeah. There's no way that I'm going to be able. And if it's high energy as well, like it's four sets of just hectic high energy mm -hmm. music, you got to. But um I'm not as um, uh, inhabited in it as probably other singers on the scene. I There's more times I don't warm up than I do and should. And right. I guess that's where the raspiness sort of came from. But um, I right. am also a vocal coach, so I have to say, you know, warm up, warming up is very, very important. Okay. Um, but there's time and place. Depending on the gig, you might not have a place to warm up. Yeah. And, you're going to stand in like some little corner in the, in, and uh, do your scales and stuff. Yeah. makes it hard. So you've got to Someone's know how watching, to do it. What the hell is she doing over there? She's not. You've got to also know how to do a gig without warming up because sometimes that's the reality too. Mm. So. Yeah. Um, so you teach as well, do you? I do. Not as but, much as but, I'd like to. Yeah, I hope. I hope to do more this year. Um, I would like to kick my boring desk day job um, mm. sooner rather than later, but that's what it's like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so you do you play guitar at all? Very basic guitar. Basic, like camp yep. guitar chords. Uh, don't talk to me about bar chords. They give me grief. <laughs> <laughs> what would a general, uh, what's your general sort of setup for writing a song? Um is it a vocal melody that sort of comes first? Are you writing lyrics? Are you sitting on the piano? It's very different. Um, yeah. I might hear, you know, one of the – I might hear some someone say something on the train or, you know, a conversation, and then I sort of get this idea in my head and I sort of put it in my little notebook on the phone. Um, sometimes I <laughs> – for me, it's very sporadically. It's never – I – recently i don't really sit down and you know okay i'm gonna write a song which uh i regret i need to get better at that because i think like uh, my producer says you got to show up you got to do it to get better at it and to actually set a, set aside time to sit down and write um whereas recently i'm i'm doing it more when the inspiration hits or when it comes to me mm -hmm. so like uh, i want on the album um uh, or the EP, sorry. Um, it's called Man Enough, and I was in the shower, and all of a sudden I got this riff in my head, and I was like, oh, my <laughs> God, oh, my God. 
it's not very like often that I feel something, you know, you'd be like, oh yeah, this is an interesting idea. I need to work on this. But this came into my head. I was like, oh my God, this is so good. I have to. And I like jumped out of the shower and like quickly like got my little phone and like recorded it, jumped back into the shower. And then I jumped on Logic and sort of built this drum beat yep. thing around it. And the song was like done in 15 minutes. That doesn't happen a lot though. So that's like a, no, it doesn't. that was like a, um, oh, it doesn't. Um, every now and again, you get a, you get a jam that just like jumps out on the paper. But um, yeah, and uh, that's actually the drum beats. My producer just grabbed that logic session and fixed up the um, tightness because I don't play drums either. It was like literally building like dit 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 and then dit dit like <laughs> so it was like yep. fifty channels of just weird drum stuff. And uh, but that's pretty cool. I'm pretty proud that I did that, and that just came from like being in the shower. I don't know. Yeah, it happens a bit in the shower. I've noticed that too. And you get ideas of just things. Like I always have to write down ideas, things that I think that I need to do or, yeah, lyrics or something like that. And yeah, it seems to happen in the shower a bit. And then you've got to hurry up and get out so you don't forget to write it down or whatever. But uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe I have to get a waterproof notepad or something to keep in the shower and waterproof like microphone. Yeah. <laughs> There's an idea. Yeah. So um what's plans? You got the big the big uh first solo show this weekend. Have you got anything else booked after that coming up? I do. Um like I said, I've been performing a lot all of my shows so far to date uh, as a duo, uh with just myself and a guitarist. Uh and this is the first one this weekend I'll be playing with Lee, obviously on piano. And uh, I am working on putting together a band. It's hard to, like I said also before, it's hard to find people um, that you gel with musically and also per personality-wise. Um, mm. I've found good eggs and um, I'm just going to keep finding more eggs to put in my basket until I have the band that I want. But I have as a sort of carrot to get on with it, you know, because it's easy to procrastinate with things yeah. that take a bit you know, that um, it's a hard thing to do. I um, booked a show, um, I booked a, and I said, you know what, I'll headline and it's going to be my first full band show and it's going to be at Sonic Textures, which is a sort of um, new music night that's happening at Alley Cats, which is like the okay. backside of Night Cats. And uh, that's going to happen in March. So that will be cool. officially my first full booked Band show happening, yeah, seventeenth of March. I'm very excited and I'm terrified too. Because <laughs> <laughs> more people, good. So, yeah. Have you got the band lined up for that, or you're still sort of looking for players? And I'm still looking for players. I've got my my trustworthy bass player. She's been with me since day one, Tiana, and she's yep. just a champ. And uh, she's been very patient with me trying to find members. Um, I had a couple. Uh, I had a. I had a drummer and I had a guitarist lined up and they got huge opportunities that obviously I encouraged them to follow as, you know, I'm just starting out and, you know, you've got to be realistic. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to say no to those opportunities. So set me back a bit time-wise, but, you know, everything happens for a reason. So, Well, if anyone's listening now, and uh, <laughs> so what are you looking for, a drummer and a guitarist? Drummer, guitarist, um, yeah, that's it. I've got backing vocals and I've got a keys player. So, yeah, drummer oh. and guitarist. Oh, get in contact. We'll chuck some links in the show notes so you can get in contact with Leon um, and see how you go. <laughs> and 
Yep. So we've got January 4th, this coming Saturday, down at Open Studio, 204 High Street in Northgate at 5.30. Um, get on down there and it's $10 entry. Um, I think it's a nice, small, intimate sort of venue. So Yeah, yeah, it is. And they have a like a real actual piano that we'll be using. And um, I want to stress the fact that they should, people should come down with 5.30 because the support act is absolutely amazing, Sky and Neymar. Yeah. So don't be those people that just come and see the headliner. Come see the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. So who are those supports again? Sky is uh, first and then it's Maywa. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you, Leon, for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. Nice to learn a bit more about you and um, hopefully we can see you around at some gigs and stuff. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll put some, uh, some of your links in the show notes here so people can go and check you out. And, um, yeah, go, go back and check out that song that we played at the start of this podcast. It's a, it's a great tune. So, yeah, thank you very much and I hope your show goes well this weekend. Happy New so Year for you. Happy New Year. It's a good way to start off the new year. Four days in with your first uh, solo show. So uh, hopefully that's the start of any more to come. And uh, look, yeah, look forward to the double EP as well. Thank you. I'm very excited. And uh, yeah, happy happy New Year to everyone who's listening. Um, hope it's a good one for you as well, and a safe one, and a successful one. And uh, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks again, Leon. Thank you. I'll see you around. Cool. Thank you. Thanks everyone. Catch up.